I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and you're listening to Stan, Rowe, and Camus on the SGP podcast. Shut up, Camus. Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas Podcast. Stan C. and Raf Camus recording from our own homes, our own respective homes for this week. No row, Maran. Via phone patch. Yeah, via phone patch. Uh, no row this week. He's being a big boy, adulting, and uh, slumming it in his day job. While Camus and I are pretending to be functional and productive adults at home. Hey, freelance life, I'm I'm working like right after this, so don't don't knock it, man. Don't knock it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm also working the man after this, so you know I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, and and for those who are wondering, at, uh, I I can't speak for Camus or Ferro, but I can tell you that I am working on my OR, so you know I'm a legit freelancer. I have I've been releasing my OR since 2015. Then, so don't worry about it. Look at if you, you need one, yeah, look at you. Hey. Right. Anyway, it's it's been one of those weeks. It's been one of those weeks in wrestling. I think it's because of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. So uh, if you if if we were only going to take WWE for what it was, but there there wouldn't really be a whole lot to talk about. But because of the events of New Japan and with Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash and uh, the launch of All Elite Wrestling, uh, there's so much Oof. to unpack. So I think we have to start with Wrestle Kingdom because the um, the vibe heading into the viewing party and to the actual viewing experience for a lot of New Japan fans, whether casual or hardcore, was tense to say the least oh yeah you you can't take away the fact that the all elite wrestling announcement was looming over the entire card and it did show with everyone from the elite not winning losing their belts and with the exception of kenny and ibushi you know floating around right now um everyone else has been declared everyone who's part of the crew has been declared as part of all Elite Wrestling exclusively, including... Oh, Marty Skrull hasn't Surprise. been named. Marty Skrull has not been oh, named. Oh, yeah. Marty Skrull... No, Mar- Marty Skrull's fulfilling all his other contractual obligations. Ayan. Okay, so with with the exception of Marty, Marty, Kenny, and Ibushi, everyone else is part of was part of that rally press con that they just had. Yeah, yeah. why don't we run through the, the list? So off the top of my head, you got Chris Jericho, obviously the biggest name who's going to be part of AEW. Uh, you yes. have um, the mainstays from the elite. Uh, you've got Cody, the Young Bucks, they're part of the main office. Hangman Page, who they're looking to build around as a fun- foundational piece. Yep. Um, you've got SCU, SoCal Underground, so all three of them from uh, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, and... Is that Kazarian? By the Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, Kazarian. Yeah. So you have them. You have Doctor Britt Baker, 
So she's going to be part yes, of the crew. The good- Dr. Britt Baker DDS. Yes, the good kind. The good kind. Uh, you've got MJF, Joey Janela, and Penelope Ford. So, um, yeah. you know, looking through that list, it's basically mga uh, people who were at all in, except for Pac, because he was the oh, oh, oh. he was the announcement that took the wrestling world by surprise. It's kind of it's kind of funny that uh, actually that. Uh, the the man formerly known as Neville actually was wrestling in the UK um, over the weekend, and then he shows up. The next time he shows up, he's still in his tights, and he's at he's in Jacksonville, prompting the internet to speculate that he actually swam over in his gear. De, team no sleep lang siya. Team no sleep. Yeah, he ma- biyahe, He had no time to change. No time to change at all. Apparently, he puts on a jacket for immigration and all that. <laughs> yeah, the very a, least, no. He's a boy scout. He's a trooper. All right. Uh, so, but the thing, okay, but yeah. the thing is, it's going to be um, the the matchup that has been set or looks to be set for uh, all in two double or nothing happening in May. I think it's May twenty fifth at the MGM Grand. Is Adam Page versus Pac, which is tantalizing to say the least. Yeah, so it's going to be a clash of styles. Obviously, you've got Pac, who is a junior heavyweight. Uh, you know, he's he's a very impactful striker, but an even more uh, even more graceful high flyer. And then you've got Hangman Page, who is uh, he's one of those guys who you'd call who you'd probably call a uh, candidate for most improved wrestler. Oh yeah, he was on our list. Yeah, he was on our list. Uh, you know, he went from a guy who was on the fringes of of um, uh, recognition, uh, being part of the Bullet Club, and then the Elite, and then now he's he's where he is. Uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting matchup for sure. But I want to zoom out here. natin yung reactions of people towards AEW because uh, looking through some reactions on Smart Henry's web, uh, Facebook page alone, and it's, yeah. it's pretty clear that a lot of wrestling fans still don't get it. See, oh no, they don't. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm in the, I, I'm of the belief. Now having another promotion like AEW challenging something like New Japan, for example, for the number two spot in the wrestling company power rankings, is inevitably going to be a good thing for the business. I say this because mm-hmm. people like you and I, we are freelancers, and the more places there are for us to work the better it is or the better our chances to get work. Therefore, the better for our livelihoods. Tama? Oh, yes. Tama. So, I, can, I can buy into that. So that also applies to people in the wrestling industry, whether you're in the Philippines, whether you're in Canada, the US, Mexico, Japan, the UK, wherever the hell you are. So mm-hmm. if you are really a pro wrestling fan, how can you live with yourself by, uh, and say, now, oh, you know what? They should just give up and they should just stop because they're never going to succeed. They're never going to be WWE. Oh, no. But if the end goal was to be WWE, I don't think that they would be able to sustain it the way that they're envisioning it. Because part and parcel of this challenging the challenging the rest of the wrestling world also comes with their mentality that, well, everyone deserves equal pay. Everyone should have health care as part of their contract. And everyone should have a chance for tenure, which they are offering up to anyone who is willing to you know, sign away. Right. And that's one of the interesting things of the announcement of AEW. 
Um, the fact that mm-hmm. they're, they're saying that their wrestlers, their talents will get healthcare. The fact that they're trying to uh, make the pay scale more. I don't know if it's balanced or equitable. I'm not sure what their uh, I'm not sure what the, the appropriate word is, but it's basically a response to how the wrestling industry as a whole has been a low key oppressive industry. Oh yeah, um, the way that they're rolling right now is very progressive and very. How would you say this? This is pro- what I think they're trying to do is prove to the rest of the world that this is the ideal situation and we can actually succeed in a in, by putting the right people in the right scenario for them to grow and for the business to move forward, um, not only in terms of quality of wrestling, but also quality of life for the wrestlers. Right. So to go back to the comment that I saw on the Facebook page of Smart Henry and you know people on Reddit, people on Twitter, the point of AEW and every other promotion for that matter that's not WWE is not to be WWE. It's to be their own thing. It's to provide another avenue for wrestlers, for sports entertainers, to make a living. And it's to provide another platform for people who want to get into the business, to be part of the business. Oh, deba. And it's And it's a really, really nice thing that they're doing. And, you know, uh, as far as we know, they're going to make it to May 25th and hopefully announce more shows down the line. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'm I'm pretty confident in AEW having a follow-up show after this big launch, unlike other promotions who have one show and then just sputter off into oblivion afterward. Yeah, I mean, it's not as though they're just going to crown a champion on the first day. I doubt they're ever going to do that. But if they do, could be interesting. I also highly doubt <laughs> that they'll only manage to pay their ring announcer and not really pay everyone else. But again, what, what do we know, right? Yeah, we're just guys in wrestling, spitballing and shouting into the void. Okay, so <laughs> we've talked about AEW. Now let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom itself. Because as you mentioned earlier, all of the people associated with the Elite either lost their matches or lost their matches and their titles altogether. So yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi <laughs> is your new IWGP heavyweight champion, record-setting eight-time champ. Um, you've got... Kenny Omega uh, announcing that he's leaving New Japan. You've got Kushida who okay, we'll, lost his. We'll get uh, to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Let, let me say everything Ken, together. Kenny's so vague. Go, go, go. Yeah, Kushida losing his championship to Taiji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. So Kushida is also leaving New Japan after his contract expires by the end of the month. So, mm-hmm. alright, unahin natin si Kenny. Um. I, I think it's pretty I mean I mean he hasn't been announced as an official member of AEW but I think it'll be a fool's errand to even uh pause it now oh he's going to WWE oh he's going to be in the Royal Rumble Ah man that you know everyone who thinks Kenny's going to sell his soul to WWE I they, they don't know Kenny he's not the type guys as much as we want it in our heart of hearts, it's not happening. Yeah, I don't expect Kenny Omega to just show up at number three like AJ Styles and get a rousing ovation at the um at you know wherever the arena is in Phoenix. Um, I don't see it happening. I know uh, based on interviews and I mean I mean we don't really know for sure. Neither you nor I, Camus, really know for sure. But what we can tell is you know what what we. What we've been shown, what we've been told through 
interviews and podcasts and all that good stuff. Now, Kenny Omega doesn't seem like the type to go ahead and move to WWE, especially that he he's seen the cautionary tales of Gallows and Anderson, how Nakamura's booking hasn't really been handled well, how AJ Styles is really an exception and not the norm. That's true. The I mean, the fact of the matter is... Kenny, always always after Wrestle Kingdom, Kenny comes out with this shtick where it's like, oh, I'm going to take some time off. And he deserves some time off. He always deserves this little break in between the, uh, during the New Beginning tour of New Japan, which follows Wrestle Kingdom. He usually takes this tour off. He's back, He's probably back in Canada right now. But for all intents and purposes, I highly, highly doubt that he's not going to resign. He's not going to sign with AEW or find a situation wherein he can compete for both AEW and New Japan. Actually, at the end that's of the day, the, that's the next question that we have to talk about. Because a lot of New Japan fans are wondering: uh, Does this mean uh, all these gaijin are leaving New Japan? Because on one hand, uh, and, and um, this is something that Jake DeLeon, JDL, uh, brought up while we were at the viewing party at Skinny Mike's. Shout out to everyone who went, yeah. by the way. Thank you so much for supporting Smart Henry and for supporting pro wrestling as a whole by being there. Uh, so, so oh, yeah. JDL was telling me that it's highly likely that these guys, Cody, the Bucks, uh, Hangman Page, maybe Kenny, maybe Marty, they're probably not going to be wrestling in New Japan anytime soon because conflict of interest given sila sila mismo yung mga uh, names and faces behind this promotion. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Like if... Uh, the ba, ng restaurant, parang ang weird naman kung biglang magluluto ka ng signature dish for another restaurant, di ba? Uh, lalo na kung yung restaurant mo bagong-bago pa, you have to set it up. You have to make sure na it's it's got credibility and momentum and all that stuff. So, that's true. I think the question is, will there be a situation or is it uh is it possible for AEW and New Japan to collaborate? Or does AEW have to go on its own muna? For the next, for the first year or so, I would think that if ever, if ever there was going to be a scenario where that works out, I think AEW would have to prove itself for about at least a year because you also have to understand that New Japan offices have also had some kind of transition over the past over the course of the past year. Um, new president Harold Meiji, um, a Mage lot of the Mage. older guard. Mage, he Mage, is, sorry. Japanese. Mage, he's what's he? Uh, I Dutch? have no idea. I have no idea. I just know he's not Japanese. Yeah. So the guy, the guy has had some turnover in the offices, and there have been reports stating that not all the wrestlers are happy with some of the people that they've come to trust in the in that back office leaving or not being allowed to operate in the roles that they have been accustomed to. Case in point, Tiger Hattori. He actually went out saying that this would be his last Wrestle Kingdom with New Japan after the show. Um, I think this announcement was made through Jericho. So it's things like this, small things like this that matter so much to the talent of New Japan that, you know, you, you're not coming into a situation where it's the same New Japan that you're dealing with. So maybe give that a year. Whatever relationship the this current administration of New Japan has with the elite guys, 
might carry over, but I don't think they're going to be playing that card right away. Especially with booking, sort of setting up scenarios for the elite spots to be taken by guys who are currently in-house. Okay, so I'm going to unpack that a little bit later. Um, but right now, yeah. I guess I just want to counter yung sinabi mo because the way I see it, AEW mm-hmm. or the people behind AEW kind of proved that there is a world where all of these promotions can work together. And we saw that last September in All In. Yes, yes. So if I were a betting but, man, I would probably put my money on AEW collaborating with these other promotions, trying to get these big names to hop on over for one show, hop on over for like one three-month feud, you know, get something going. Because the way to tap this market of the independent wrestling fan or the underground wrestling fan is to collaborate. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But then I think... That that scenario in your head is going to happen later rather than sooner. Na parang give it a year for for them to see if okay is this product viable to stand on its own two legs before you know we branch out because AEW the way that it looks is that it might become a bigger all star destination than PWG is right now. And that's the sort of scenario that I'm envisioning for them. If, you know, if rumors and beliefs are to be held. I mean, if PWG is your bar, I think AEW has the potential to eclipse that very, very soon, given na mas marami silang funding. They've got the bigger and more mainstream names, right? So I, I don't think that that's really much of a question. But I want to I, I switch gears and talk about New Japan. I, I realize we've been talking about non-WWE yeah. stuff for the past 15 it's, minutes. It's... Um, oh yeah! But um, it's a beautiful thing, Slad. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I I think this is the last of the um oh the, the second to the last um Kushida being the last one. Uh, yeah. One thing we noticed heading out of Wrestle Kingdom 13 and heading towards mm-hmm. New Year's Dash and after that is that New Japan really is building towards its homegrown stars once again or building towards the Japanese talent. Uh, considering that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were no foreigners in the junior heavyweight tag team match. There were no foreigners in the, uh, or, or there really aren't any foreign champions right now aside from, uh, the, the tag team champions. Will Osprey. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Will Osprey. Yeah, I think Will Osprey is the only Gaijin champion right now. Your heavyweight champion is Tanahashi. Oh. Then you've got Ishimori. Uh, I, um, yeah. Uh, who are the junior tag champions? It's it's not Sho and Yo, right? Oh, it's LIJ. LIJ. Yeah. So the, LIJ. the two LIJ tag divisions are controlled by, the, by LIJ. And then you've got Will Ospreay for Never Open Weight. So, um, and, then you, and then you have Naito as Intercontinental. That's right. So you've got New Japan kind of uh, um, building towards its Japanese stars once again, which is something that Ro pointed out in his review over on Smart Henry. And it probably sends mm-hmm. a message to the world now. Okay. We've shown you what New Japan can be with familiar faces or familiar names or people who speak your language. Now let me show you what New Japan is all about with our own guys. Oh, and and to be fair, man, a lot of the guys that they have right now are some of the best, and I think they can they can prove that with their homegrown guys. And I think they might not need the elite right now, but. The biggest thing I think that you know we haven't talked about yet. Oh, we, is we forgot that... Juice, by the way. 
Juice. Well, yeah. The, well, Juice is technically homegrown at this point also for them. He's He went through the system. Uh, tato, tato. So yeah, even, yeah. even though he is Gaijin, he went through their system. And the other guy that I, that I was going to mention that we haven't talked about yet is them priming Jay White to be top Gaijin right now, right now. Yeah, so if you take out Kenny Omega, and, and New Japan for the past, what, half decade has always had a big four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so heading into Wrestle Kingdom, it was Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito. So you take Omega mm-hmm. out and you put Jay White in his place? Sort of. Na parang, the, I, I don't say that Jay White takes uh, Kenny's spot kaagad because Kenny is a unicorn in all sense of the word for New Japan. But Jay White is actually a New Japan homegrown guy. You just sort of forget because of the excursion that he went on when New Japan shot up over that that period where Kenny was best bout machine. What's happening now is sort of they're, they've they've given that um, Jay they've given Jay White this sort of one year to acclimate after realizing, you know, last. Last Wrestle Kingdom, where they threw him into the deep end with Tanahashi, that he wasn't ready, Kagad. After a year of seasoning and a great storyline with uh, with the Bullet Club and Chaos and all of this, all of this drama that he started and been at the center of, he's he sort of looks like he's ready for that spotlight. You know that that big spotlight that Kenny was occupying. Up against one of the one of the more reliable hands that they've had in Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tanahashi, uh, he's obviously still heavyweight champion, and at the next show at New Beginning, he's not going to be defending the title. He'll be facing Kushida in what people are calling his farewell match. Because he's also announced that he's leaving New Japan. Speculation is Oof. that he is going to either Ring of Honor or Two Hundred Five Live. I personally ah. am relatively unaffected in the sense that I like Kushida. He's one of my favorite Japanese guys. But where he mm-hmm. goes next is something that doesn't concern me so much because I don't watch Ring of Honor and I kind of fell out of 205 yes. Live. Ah, well, so if you were a betting man. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Before we get into this predicament, Kamas, if you were a betting man, where do you think yeah. the time splitter is going? I say he goes into 205, but he's splitting time between NXT and NXT UK. Okay. That's kind of weird, the, though. Like, re- why, why would you put the Japanese guy on NXT UK? Well, at this point, NXT UK, look at look at who else they have down there that isn't English, right? Tony Storm. It's, it's like Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley... Yeah, throw in Kushida because Kushida has done that British circuit. He's he's wrestled RevPro, he's wrestled Progress. He's the type of guy that does fit in that against guys that wrestle that style. Yeah, and stylistically, I think Hideo it would make Itami sense for him. The same thing? Also true, also true. But oh, so why not? Do we want to talk about Hideo Itami? No, no, I, I don't want to talk about Itami. They should have sent Itami a long time ago. They should have sent him a long time ago and. Itami, uh, good news on Itami at least that he's uh, con- he's contending for for the cruiserweight championship at the Royal Rumble. But Hideo Itami is a mess in itself. Yeah, well, well, uh, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think NXT UK is a bit far fetched, 
it's really either one of the two for me, either NXT or 205 Live. Um, like I said, I'm relatively unaffected, but if I were a betting man, I'd probably bet on Kushida showing up on NXT. And I wouldn't mind. It's just so crowded. That's the only thing that that I have against him going there. Dude, WWE as a whole is crowded. It's true. But the thing is, Kushida, and this is just to just to reflect on his past eight years with New Japan. Kushida has been that guy, what Hiroshi Tanahashi is to the juniors division. Old, reliable, the guy that, okay, this guy's injured, put the belt on him. This guy, this guy needs a great match, throw, throw him in there with Kushida. Kushida has been old, reliable for New Japan. And the only thing that I think was stopping him was an elevation to the heavyweight division, the same way that we saw for the Young Bucks, for guys like Kenny. They didn't let him do that because they needed him in that spot. Mm-hmm. And Jen Lang, parang Jen Lang sila nagkulang. That's why this farewell match against Tanahashi means a lot for him because he should have been, you know, duking it out against these guys maybe two, three years ago when, when you know, we were asking the question, what more can Kushida do for this division? So, there. Which is why, yeah, there. that's the argument. That's the argument. The parang, he, if he ends up on 205 Live, all well and good. Those guys aren't the junior division of New Japan, but they are world beaters in themselves. Yeah, it's just but that he's a junior yeah. division of ibang promotion, which kind of defeats oh, the purpose of him having left. Which is why I, I, in my mind, if there is a place for Kushida in WWE, it's NXT or NXT UK where he could be a special attraction. All right. So that pretty much wraps up uh, our talk on New Japan and Wrestle Kingdom and AEW. Just want to say thanks again to everybody who joined us for the New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13 viewing party. It was at Skinny that was Mike's. Fun. That was it was fun. a lot of fun. We filled up in top floor, and we were really excited. Nah, uh, you know, we had that many attendees, a lot of unfamiliar faces. So I guess it shows now main market then for a New Japan wrestling uh, uh, wrestling viewing party. So thank you again to everybody who came out and supported NJPW and just joined us for that viewing party. That is only the first of several other viewing parties we'll be having throughout the year. The next one for those of you who've been asking. Ang dami nagsasend ng message, by the way, to the Smart Henry Facebook page. So let me just put it out there once again. We announced it last week. There will be a Royal Rumble viewing party for the fourth consecutive year. It'll be at Skinny Mike's once again. The date is January 28, 6 a.m. Ganun kami. And it'll be right after PWR Live New Year's Resolution. So after PWR, have dinner here mass if you haven't yet matulog ka and then you wake up really early and we'll go watch the Royal Rumble at Skinny Mike's tickets will be at 300... that's gonna be a brutal weekend <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so tickets will be at 320 pesos uh, we're raising the prices a little bit to account for inflation and if you're looking for someone to blame you blame train and you blame your president and your congress yeah and your and your congress basically you blame the government so don't blame us yes alright so in 320 pesos is already inclusive of one free drink and you've got your ticket. So uh, we'll see you there for the Royal Rumble viewing party at Skinny Mike's Sports Bar. For any questions, speaking you can always hit us Royal up Rumble. at Smart Henry PH. Now, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Royal Rumble, all right. 
Speaking of, speaking of. Okay, so let's talk about the women first. Let, let, let's talk about the women that, first. And yes. the the women's matches have have been set. You've got Ronda Rousey defending the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks, and then Asuka defending the SmackDown Women's Title against Becky Lynch. Okay, and this effectively takes both both the Sasha and Becky out of the picture for the Royal Rumble, for the Women's Royal Rumble. Presumably, but when you really think about it, I don't think the women's roster on the main roster or the, the women's division on the main roster parang hindi siya aabot ng 30 eh. Granted, there will be some NXT superstars na magpapakita. Yes, there will be some legends na magpaparamdam. But I wouldn't be surprised if either Sasha or Becky or Asuka any of them who end up losing show up at the rumble itself. It's it's it. Well, don't never rule it out. Never rule it yeah, out. Yeah, don't rule it out because it happened to Roman Reigns as recently as 2017. Yeah, 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 That's so, true. So if that's true. I were a betting man, which I've been saying a lot over the last few weeks. I'm gonna bet and on double or nothing. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna bet on Becky losing, and then entering the rumble, and then winning the rumble. Winning the rumble from thirty, I'd like that. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't. I don't really know where she wins it from, but I'm just gonna guess. Nah, it's gonna be Becky. She's gonna be. Uh, she's gonna be angry following the loss to Asuka. She'll take it out on some poor sap in the rumble. Take that superstar spot and then win the rumble herself. That sounds. I know. Sounds par for the course, and I don't mind seeing that. Um, but my my concern really is that they had to sacrifice Sasha for this man. I mean, if she wins, all well and good. But will they really let her drop? Uh, will they really let Ronda drop the title to Sasha, and then play out that scenario that you just mentioned in Ronda's with Ronda taking the place of Becky? Wedderin, but there's also another scenario where Sasha might beat Ronda. And then uh, Becky doesn't appear in the Rumble itself. And Becky and Ronda just have a grudge match at WrestleMania. Like, I think it's it's a feud that doesn't necessarily need the championship. Oh, no. Oh, no. But if it were the main event, say, for example, Mania, which, you know, the speculation has been abound for that, then I think I would have to think that that's a, that's a title match that has to happen. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll take that. I I think that's a good point. So you're saying that Becky wins the championship, Ronda loses to Sasha, then she enters the Rumble, and then she wins, and that's how Ronda and Becky happens. Put it in. That's that's like okay. That's the second scenario, and then I just realized like while we were talking about it, third scenario: champion versus champion. Yeah, Mania. I I wouldn't mind that at all either. I would love to see champion versus champion. Like we don't need. All these championship matches. It's like how New Japan has too many titles. Oh yeah, and it does. It does have too many titles on the show. I mean, wala pang ayon ano, yung six man, six man never wasn't even defended this year. Yeah, so yeah, uh, well. too many championships. All right, uh, we're good with the women. Let's let's talk about the men because I I know Kamus, you've been raring to talk about all these superstars who have declared their entry into the Royal Rumble match. Oh boy, like if if we go back as far as uh, Madison Square Garden 
post actually no not even Madison Square Garden but the Christmas tour that they just uh house show tour that they just finished up where Seth Rollins declares and then you know this this past Monday John Cena declares um everyone's just declaring and you know Ali Ali is the other guy that also just happens to declare I'm ready for the rumble it's not surprising that these guys are doing it but the guys who are doing it I don't know the field the field is a lot more stacked this year than it has been in past years but they're not using the right devices for them to get into the match diba right? yeah uh, we'll see Zack Ryder nothing to declare Mm. Oof. <laughs> uh, okay. The struggle continues. No, no, no. The that, struggle continues. No, that was a customs at the airport joke. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. My my thoughts on this are I'm frustrated because I've always loved this time of the year. I love the Royal Rumble. I love the match itself. I would have wished, or I would have liked to see for both the women and the men, now, uh, people qualify for the actual Rumble. You get in a match, elimination match, and the final two make it. Or, or okay, maybe that's kind of dumb. Like a singles match between <laughs> uh, between Mustafa Ali and uh, someone like, I don't know, uh, Nakamura. And then whoever wins okay. makes it to the Rumble. Whoever loses doesn't. That makes every match on your weekly shows mean something. And then even as you barrel towards the Rumble... Yung mga sure entry na, may number na. Kunwari, Mysterio is number, let's say he's number seven. And he challenges someone like, uh, I don't know, Rusev, who has number 24. So, syempre, you know, Mysterio, Mysterio's um, motivation to win is to get a better number, a better draw. So, if he beats Rusev, he gets number 24. And then Rusev gets number seven. And this isn't new because we've actually seen this play out in the SmackDown versus Raw video games from the previous decade. Which means that... That's what I was going to say. That <laughs> someone has clearly thought about this and someone believes that this makes sense. Now, the counter-argument that it's... has been presented yeah. to us by our friends in our little group chats is that it takes yes. away from the suspense of the Royal Rumble match. Like, it, it is kind of nice to know that, oh yeah, at number 21, sino lalabas? Holy shit, it's Adam Cole, baby! Right, so so may ganun. But it's not like everyone is really keeping track of where Dolph Ziggler is going to enter heading into the Rumble. True. Yeah, that. And hindi naman lahat declare agad eh. In in 3 weeks, yes, there's enough time to set the table, but if you really want the surprises, pwede naman. You you can you can have a skit na parang 2005 Royal Rumble where Eddie Guerrero steals Ric Flair's number. Turns out it's number one and he screws himself. Where's the harm in that? Uh, the only harm the man talaga is not making Vince McMahon television in 2019. And at this point, you know, how much creativity can they get away with? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dismiss WWE creative and say that all of them suck because SmackDown is really good this week. Oh, no, they don't. From top to no, bottom, they don't. this week. And that Shane Miz storyline is actually pretty good. Oh yes, yeah. So um, I, I'm not gonna sit here in my little armchair and say that creative absolutely sucks balls because they don't. All I'm trying to say is that I wish there were a more creative way of setting the table for the Royal Rumble. And at this point, you know, we don't know what that is, but 
if they pull off something good within the next three weeks, well, the best we can do is really applaud it, right? And enjoy the rumble. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, have you been checking odds of Vegas? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not. A, I'm not truly a betting man for anything. And the, at the most, I see the odds for uh, is basketball at this point. No, just because I, I it just, also pops up now. I just asked <laughs> because I was wondering if you have any idea who uh, Vegas is going to hinge their bets on. I, I, I'd, I'd give it another week until they get a more clear field for something of that caliber. But at this point, yeah, let's wait and see. That's actually a smart Henry article. <laughs> Waiting <laughs> to happen, happen, right? Yeah. Uh, feeling go for the women, it's probably just really Becky or Ronda, which I've, which is weird because they're in the championship <sighs> picture. I, I really don't see anyone else winning the Royal Rumble match from the women. I don't. Um, for the okay. men, though, I would have to bet on Drew McIntyre. Mm. Very, very... Very risky bet, but no, he's very, not risky. very high upside to it. I would, I would say that Drew McIntyre is actually the safe bet. He's a dark horse bet. Eh? He's a dark horse bet. Yeah, that's true. But so I would like, say that he Drew is, is the safe bet. I would actually put the safe money on Samoa Joe. Like if we were to go that way, safe money is on Joe being final four at the very least, deba. Right? Did you know that Samoa Joe has never been in the Royal Rumble and he's never been at WrestleMania? Never, never performed at WrestleMania? Yeah, I know that's that. It's unfortunate. That's why maybe this is the year. First Rumble appearance, panalo na agad. Oh, well, then again, Nakamura, ganun din naman, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not too far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I, I will maintain that rant. Nah, yun nga. I wish there were a more compelling way of of uh, making everyone earn their spots in the rumble, making everyone earn their their entry numbers, and not just saying na oh I am declaring my entry into the Royal Rumble. End of story. Uh, well, we can be optimistic, right? Yep. Okay. Is 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 there anything else you want to hit on before we wrap this up? Well, we might as well give our picks of the week. And if I were Oh boy. Okay, I if you I were first. if I were gonna be Kupal, I'd pick a match that I'm sure you're gonna pick, so let me pick something else. I'll pick the main event from SmackDown. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch wins and qualifies for the SmackDown women's championship match at the Royal Rumble. I like how it was clearly a sequel of SummerSlam. Nakita mo in character development like Charlotte is much edgier, Becky is much edgier, Carmella has become uh, a good guy na ulit, pero uh, she's pretty self-aware about her dance break shtick and how she realizes yeah. she needs to flip the switch if she wants to get back into the championship picture. So I, I love what I saw in the match from all of them and it, it was a great main event for SmackDown. It was. Um, my pick of the week is from Wrestle Kingdom and I would have to pick the match between Jay White and Kazuchika Okada. Not if if it hasn't been said yet, Pop of the Night will forever and always go to Okada coming back out in his shorts. And that moment alone was good enough for me to pick this as 
my pick of the week, but the actual match itself was fantastic. Jay White is looking like a million bucks, and I really think he might be the next guy for them. I respectfully argue that Chris Jericho versus uh, Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental Championship was the more fun match. It was a more it was the superior match. Oh, it was. I enjoyed it, it way was. more. Like that was bonkers. So. If I could pick one match from Wrestle Kingdom. Why didn't you pick it, man? Any week, the week, (laughs) this week that was, Wrestle Kingdom was part of last week. But I I, I get it. Semantics, whatever. Uh, Semantics. Our our last podcast was pre-Wrestle Kingdom 13 anyway. So, yeah, uh, Yeah. you you get a bonus. Uh, I will pick Naito and Jericho and the main event. No, I'm I'm picking both. Pick that. I'm picking both. Okay. That's fine. We'll allow it. All right. Before we get out of here, got to remind you once again about the Royal Rumble viewing party for the fourth straight year. We're going to be doing it at Skinny Mike's January 28th. That is on a Monday, last Monday of January. It'll be as early as 6 a.m. Nandun kami kung ayaw niyong maturin away, kind of like WrestleMania last year. Please be early. We're selling tickets at 320 pesos each. And if you have any questions. There's no pre-sale. Yeah, yeah. There is no, uh, there is no pre-sale. Just, yeah. just show up and be early. If you have any questions, feel free to at us at SmartKenryPH on Twitter and on Facebook at SmartKenryWrestlingNews. And if you are a huge fan of the podcast, which I hope you are because you're still listening by this point, I just want to say thank you for supporting the SGP podcast on behalf of Ro and Camos. And if you want to keep supporting the podcast, then here are the ways to do that. Number one, make sure to subscribe, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast catcher. Number two is to leave a comment. Give us a five-star rating and tell people what you think about the podcast, the fact that there is a podcast by Filipino wrestling fans for Filipino wrestling fans. And number three, Use social media to tell everyone about us. Let us know. Uh, let them know. Let your friends know. Let us know that you're listening wherever you are. Because nagugulat na lang kami na oh may nakikinig pala from like Australia or from Canada or from I think we had that one listener from Azerbaijan. That, uh, that was weird. I hope that person is still alive. That was weird. I hope they're still wow. alive and I hope that they're, they're, they're still wrestling fans. Ilang. Yes. Yes. Please. And don't forget, if you ever get the opportunity, throw money at us. Well, yes, we're not gonna set up a Patreon account, so uh, you know, So we'll we'll take whatever funding we can get, All right? Deba. Mm-hmm. And that is a very low key episode in the books. This is episode number two hundred fifty of the SGP podcast. So on behalf of the adulting, wow, so low key. Yeah, uh, on behalf of the adulting Romaran and of the sniffing Rafkamus, my name is Stancy, yeah. and we are out of here. Thank you so much and goodbye. Hey, this is for all my kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a gun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 